There you go. I just sent you a text of my desk. It's a shit show. That's far less of a shit show than mine. <laughs> I mean, at least at least mine looks like I get drunk and record shit. Yeah, mine just looks like I was in mom's basement and cleaned off the table. <laughs> yeah, that's a kitchen table. That's funny. It is. Yep. It's literally the old kitchen table. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So... I, I like the lamp too. Oh, we're getting you a new lamp for Christmas next year. That's or this year. That's what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> you don't like my lamp? Yeah, I, I like it. I think it just needs to be upgraded. Did you see the Magic the Gathering cards in the way back there? <laughs> yeah. Next well, to the RC I saw car. The, the stack of cards, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those are so those are all get this. Those are all uh First run, Magic the Gathering cards. Oh, wow. And uh, the Ice Age cards. So however long ago that was. I tried. Like, uh, I had a soldier who, uh, you know, smart kid, hard worker, uh, but just kind of felt like he didn't want to, you know, he's just like, I'm done with the guard. I want to, you know, most likely he wanted to just smoke weed. Uh, but anyway, you know, he was really into that shit, like the Pokemon cards, magic cards and everything like that. And I'm like, you know, I wouldn't mind learning magic, the, uh, you know, right. the, the magic, the gathering. And, uh, you know, I'm like, Hey man, like I'll, I'll go pick up some cards. I mean, you whoop my ass every time, but teach me how to play it. And, uh, I piqued his interest a little bit, but it wasn't enough for him to, uh, stay in. So he ended up getting out and that actually, uh, he got out because of the uh, the COVID mandate is what really forced him out. Sure. But I was really hoping. I was like, dude, I, I'll learn. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he, I mean, he was, he's a super geek on that shit. Like, he buys, sells, trades. Like, he is into it. And I'm like, I wouldn't mind learning. So, unfortunately, it didn't work out. If he's interested, I could I could sell him those cards. Yeah, I don't know. I mean. I don't either. I don't talk to the kid anymore. I, I, shit, you know? Should we get this thing going? Yeah, we might as well. So let's do that. I hear beeping somewhere. Oh, yeah. The, hey, I feel like I'm taking the... a hearing test. I'm in the booth right now. I hear beep, 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 beep. You're pressing the button when no tone is available. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, when you're living in the basement, or taking over the basement to record, right? Um, you pick up the dryer, the heater, when it the furnace when it kicks on. Mm-hmm. You get the kid running downstairs to tell you about, I don't know, whatever. So it's it's literally it's just it's amazing, right? I wanted, uh, I, I I thought for a short period of time, uh, because I'm stuck in this. 12 by 12 room, which I call my office, which was fine when I first moved into the house and I set up my office and what have you. And then as we started recording and as things escalated, I'm like, you know, we don't use the basement like we used to. Maybe I should just transform the basement into my recording studio. But that's a valid point. I would hear the furnace. I would hear everything down there. And I don't know if I'd be able to keep it out. Yeah. 
I don't know. I'd have to wall this off somehow. But it was one of those things, right? I wasn't expecting this to go this long and be a permanent thing. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, the guy who's like at one o'clock in the morning, I'm going to send a text. We should do this. <laughs> doesn't expect. I mean, what is, is this episode 66? Uh, eight. We did 66. Seven. 67. Okay. 67. We've had the conversation how many times that we didn't know if it was going to last past 10 or 20. And here we are going into year three. Or are we in year three? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, well, we do what we do because we love to do it. Should we get the uh, intro music rolling? Yeah, let's roll it. You, you, are you ready when, when it's over? Are you ready? Oh, I got it. You got, I got it? it this time. I'm excited. Yeah. Oh, hold. Okay. Okay. I didn't come to this prepared. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Hold on. We have to pause real quick for dramatic effect. Hold on. I know what you got. <sighs> I, I sound like I'm out of breath because I had to go for a quick run. Uh, let's get this thing going. You're listening to Eyes Forward March, a podcast geared towards building the core of the non-commissioned officers. Heat up your MRE, crack open a cold rippet, and join your platoon daddies, Sergeant Bacon and Sergeant Seaguard, as they continue to build networking skills, have some laughs, uplift morale, and talk about daily issues soldiers face. Let's begin. All right. Welcome to uh, Eyes Forward March. I am Bacon. And with me, as always, he's the Millie to my Vanilli. <laughs> all right. All right. I, I, yeah, I guess we're lip syncing here. Okay. Sergeant Seagar. Well, after last episode, it sounded like we are like we were lip syncing because somewhere along the way I moved the track like a half a second mm. and I didn't catch it until it released. Yeah. I did notice that. Yeah. So anyway, you know, yeah, it still worked. <sighs> oh, Oh, Hey, did you uh, listen to the latest episode of pandemic? I know. I know what's coming. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're like a one man band over here. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get the you gotta get the apparatus, you know, that goes on like your head oh, so you can that play goes that. On my neck, so I just yeah, be like yeah. <laughs> and then play the guitar at the same time. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, no, I got I uh I had a, a guitar box gift card and I picked up uh some harmonicas, so I was like I I, I have to. Mm. Uh infecting your ears. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, uh, we actually do have, I, I know that we have not talked about the listenership, Oh, but I can tell you that our listenership is very solid. I'm actually pretty impressed and I would like to know who all is listening. Yeah. I don't know how to tell because I don't have the, uh, I don't, I don't I'm not going to pay for the ability to see the demographics of where people are listening. Sure. But there's a pretty solid listenership, which is is very nice. It's cool. You don't need to see like freaking Cliff in Texas or something like that, you know? Right. You probably wouldn't get a name. Well, yeah, and I'm sure that we have a couple listeners that listen multiple times. But you know, I think uh, 
the, the numbers say we have a solid following and they are growing. So, and we're not advertising. So word of mouth is uh, doing something. Yeah. Hmm. They're probably going, you got to listen to this shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you want to hear the worst thing you've ever heard in your life? Do you want your ears to bleed? Here you go. Yeah. Hey, do, do you, do we have a topic for this episode? I know that we've, you know, texted back and forth and, you know, we didn't really have anything in particular. Not really. I mean, we know we have military history. Of course. <sighs> and I believe it's time for military history. Right on cue. So for the week of January 15 through January 21, this is military history. <laughs> I lost my train Wait, of thought there. Did we lose internet connection or what? No, just my brain was loading. My frontal cortex was doing the weird thing. Uh, All right. January 15 of 1870, the first use of a donkey to symbolize the Democratic Party in America appeared in a cartoon in Harper's Weekly criticizing former Secretary of War Edwin Stanton with a caption, a live jackass kicking a dead lion. I can't, I can't argue. No. All right. So we got a birthday. Oh yeah. Happy birthday. To Martin Luther King Jr. He was born January 15th of 1929 in Atlanta, Georgia. As an African-American civil rights leader, he spoke eloquently, unlike me, eloquently, (laughs) and stressed nonviolent methods to achieve equality. He received the Nobel Peace Prize in 1964. He was assassinated in Memphis, Tennessee on April 4th, 1968. In 1983, the third Monday in January was designated as a legal holiday in the U.S. to celebrate his birthday. Moving along to January 16 of 1991, the war against Iraq began as Allied aircraft conducted a major raid against Iraqi air defenses. The air raid on Baghdad was broadcast live on a global audience by CNN correspondents as Operation Desert Shield became Desert Storm. Do you remember the trading cards? Yeah. Yeah, I loved those things. I would I would literally stop at the grocery store between home and school in the morning and on the way back just to see what I could get. Right. <laughs> Man, I got a speaker of the house card. <laughs> <laughs> That goes back to those Magic the Gathering cards we were talking about before. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yep. January 17th, 1773, the ship Resolution, sailing under Captain James Cook, became the first vessel to cross the Antarctic Circle. I almost kind of want to look that up because just thinking of the Antarctic Circle, I'm like, how the hell do you do that? But yeah. In a wooden boat. Right, yeah, a wooden boat. You think, uh, what was it, the uh, Titanic? Yeah. That was, what, steel? Steel. And it had a little bit of a problem with ice. Yeah. So, we have another birthday. Oh, happy birthday. On January 17th, 1706, Benjamin Franklin was born in Boston, Massachusetts, considered the elder statesman of the American Revolution. He displayed multiple talents 
as a printer, author, publisher, philosopher, scientist, diplomat, and philanthropist. He signed both the Declaration of Independence and the new U.S. Constitution. I mean, he was a pretty important guy. He was kind of a big deal. They put him on a $100 bill. <laughs> uh, oh, he is? Yeah, it's all about the Benjamins. Oh, I guess I've never seen an actual $100 bill. Yeah, that's what I used to light my cigars. Uh, I, I, I work with Washingtons. We have another birthday. Happy birthday. On January 17th, 1942. Muhammad Ali was born in Louisville, Kentucky. At age 22, in 1964, he knocked out Sonny Liston to, world, to win the World Heavyweight Boxing Championship, shouting out, I shook up the world, after converting to the Muslim religion. And the boxing superstar became an outspoken, conscientious objector on religious grounds to the America's escalating involvement in the Vietnam War, and refused military duty upon being drafted. As a result, he was stripped of his boxing title and banned from boxing and sub subsequently jailed. After a long legal battle, his conviction was reversed, and he regained the championship in 1974, defeating George Foreman. In the early 1980s, after retiring from boxing, Ali revealed his new struggle with Parkinson's disease. However, he, was, he has remained active and devoting himself to various philanthropic and humanitarian causes. <laughs> well played, well played. Uh, I was going to say that uh, in today's world, it'd be the exact, exact opposite. You would be stripped of your title if you went to military service because sports are so important today. Now that's untrue 15 years ago, but today there's some truth to that. January 18th, 1966, Robert Clifton Weaver was sworn in as the first African-American cabinet member in U S history, becoming president Lyndon B. Johnson's secretary of housing in urban development. January 19th, we have a birthday. Happy birthday. Robert E. Lee was born January 19th of 1807. He was a military leader of the Confederacy during the American Civil War and was born in, born in Westmoreland County, Virginia. He was the son of a Revolutionary War hero, a graduate of West Point, and served uh, the U.S. Army for 25 years preceding the Civil War. At the outbreak of the hostilities, he was offered command of the Union Army, but declined and instead accepted command of the military and naval forces of Virginia. He had this horse that was like his favorite horse named Traveler. Okay. And I believe that it was either buried with him or when he died, they, they stuffed it and then put it on display at one of the military academies. I had never heard that. We have another birthday. Happy birthday. On January 19th of 1809, Edgar Allan Poe, a poet and writer of mystery and suspense tales, was born in Boston, Massachusetts. His works include The Fall of the House of Usher, Tales of the Grotesque, Murders in the Rue Morgue, 
and his famous poem, The Raven. Nevermore. January 20th, 1945, Franklin D. Roosevelt was inaugurated to an unprecedented fourth term as a president of the United States. He had served since 1933. Have you been to Washington, D.C.? No, I have never been there. When we were at uh, SLC, yeah. when we first met, uh, that was I was going to take a day, yeah. a weekend. I was going to go to Washington, D.C. Uh, I was going to meet up with some people. It was going to be an experience of a lifetime. And then, uh, you know, the Rona. So when you get there to uh, Washington, D.C., the Franklin... I don't know if I ever will, but so okay. you will. The Franklin D. Roosevelt Memorial goes on forever. It's like literally like every term, and they break down like th- significant events from each term. And it literally like we walked, and I felt like we walked. There's like freaking bathroom break in the middle of this thing. It's ridiculous. Oh wow! But also breaking off from there, I believe is the Martin Luther King Memorial too is right there. So it's kind of a cool spot. You got to put in some miles to walk it, but. It would be cool to see sometime, for sure. January 20, 1981, Ronald Reagan became president of the United States at the age of 69. The oldest, Jesus, the oldest president to take (laughs) office during his inauguration celebrations. He announced that 52 American hostages that had been seized in the U.S. Embassy in Tehran, Iran, were being released after 444 days of captivity. January 21st, we end up with uh, two birthdays. The first birthday is Ethan Allen. He was born January 21st, 1738, in Litchfield, Connecticut. He was a hero in the American Revolution who led the small force that captured Fort Ticonderoga in New York without bloodshed in 1775. The fort contained much-needed supplies and ammunition. Huh. I wonder if he's the namesake for the couch. (laughs) Maybe. And finally, January 21st of 1824, Confederate General Thomas Stonewall Jackson was born in Clarksburg, Virginia. He was a West Point graduate who served in the Mexican War and then resigned to teach at the West at the Virginia Military Institute. He sided with the South and became a brigadier general, earning the nickname at the First Battle of Bull Run as his troops held firm while the others wavered. There's Jackson standing like a stone wall, one fellow general commented. He was shot in 1863 by a Confederate lookout who had mistaken him in the dark. I have lost my right arm, lamented General Lee upon his death, and General Jackson's favorite horse was named Little Sorrel, and I know for a fact that Little Sorrel was stuffed and put on display at the Virginia Military Institute. That was military history! Oh, yeah. What the hell? What the hell? So. Yeah, so what's been going on? What's new? What are we talking about? You know, there's not a lot going on. Just uh, braving the winter up here in the frozen tundra. Mm-hmm. Getting ready to uh, go to winter camp with the scouts uh, this weekend. So that'll be interesting. 
Yeah, I know that when we talked earlier uh, about when we could get together and record this episode, uh, you had mentioned that your your next couple of days are going to be very busy. So let's get together tonight. Let's record something. And let's get it out there because the fans are impatiently waiting. Yes. All, all two of them. Yes, all t- what, 22 or two? Uh, all two of them that listen 22 times a piece. So we get 44 solid listens. Are you listener one and I'm listener two? It's possible. Okay. Yeah. Man, otherwise, like not, I mean, we're busy. I got curling. I'm doing the whole thing, running the kids around all over, whatever. It's kind of funny because it seems like in the wintertime, because you're up north, uh, almost in Canada, you seem to get very busy when the weather turns cold right and in the summer when the weather's absolutely beautiful and i know that your summer is only like two weeks long but that's like the time where you hibernate and i'm a little bit not much but a little bit (laughs) farther south and the weather is a little bit milder when the weather's great i want to be outside i want to do things but when it's cold I don't want to do a thing. Well, I mean, I coach baseball and everything in the summer and scout camp in the summer and stuff like that. So, I mean, I stay busy with scouts, but. Tons of stuff going on. Otherwise, what, what's what been going on with you? How's how's the uh, new job? And Oh, it's been great. Uh, it's, it's uh, you know, some days are very busy uh, and move very fast. Other days are very busy, but move slow. You know, uh, I've gotten to the point where people are constantly contacting me like, oh, I need this. I need that. I need that. And I I just reply back. Okay, cool. I acknowledge that you need something. You're number five on the list. I'll contact you when it's your turn. Please take a number. Yeah, exactly. It's like that because I'm like, I want to help everybody. I'm going to do all this stuff, but at the same time, I can't, I, I can only multitask so much. So your priority level is this and your number whatever. And, uh, it's been, it's been working out well. I enjoy the hell out of it. It's definitely a new beast and I'm learning a lot, which is, I love it. Yeah. And we actually had a meeting, uh, not too long ago between last recording and this one, uh, you know, people are constantly moving and, and, uh, shuffling and so on and so forth. And it sounds like our platoon uh, is going to need a, a new platoon sergeant here really soon. And uh, so there's a couple of us. We're sitting in the meeting, and I can just kind of feel like all the eyes like looking at me. And I'm like, uh, no, I've worn that hat. I've done my time. I've got other stuff to do. Peace, peace out. Find somebody else. Yeah, yeah. Like, n- nope, not not doing it. Next time you'll, you'll want to do it for the pay not just for the pride. <laughs> but I mean, that might be something. Can, can I do the job? Absolutely. A hundred percent. Yes. But if you, if you rack and stack all your people, I guarantee you, we can easily find five people who have never been in that role, right. whether they're an E6 or an E7 or whatever. hundred percent. They might say no tough shit. It's your turn. I've done my time. Well, it's so funny, right? Because I was, I'm, I'm in a unit that does not have an assigned platoon sergeant, right? Right. 
And so we would just create like a, it was basically a, an administrative position, <clears throat> almost like extra duty. And that was your platoon sergeant time. So yeah, I went forward on the EPS, it's a promotion list, and they come back and they're like, consider platoon sergeant time. And I'm like, yep, thought about that already. <laughs> I did it for five years. I'm good. Uh, uh, hey. Uh, go read my NCOER. Go listen to my podcast. I'm a platoon sergeant. <laughs> Self-proclaimed. No, I'm the platoon daddy. Yeah, 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 that's true. Go, you know, in the spot there where it says additional duties and it says platoon sergeant. Yeah. Right. It's funny because I, I did the exact same thing because I'm like, if you look at my NCOER over the past year, I've done platoon, I've done squad leader, I've done platoon sergeant and platoon leader, and my GT score is not that high. So I don't know how it got on my NCOER, but it sure shit did. It looks good, right? A guy with a GT score of like 73 holding it, you know, a position where a guy <laughs> with a GT score of 110 is like more qualified. <laughs> right. For my, my walks stuff right so i scored a 107 i was 17 right and mm -hmm. yeah used to take it like six in the morning <clears throat> and so i did pretty good i felt i aced the the general mechanical and maintenance and all that stuff and but gt is comprised of like arithmetic reasoning and like word structure and i don't know all the things i'm not good at yeah so i've been talking about doing this warrant officer thing for probably I don't know, since 2015-ish. And so I had to retake it. So our state does this thing called the Eagle Flight. And you go and you hang out with uh, officers, senior officers and warrant officers and stuff in your state. But one of the things they're like, well, if you're serious about this, you have to retake your ASVAB. So I show up there like three in the afternoon and I freaking scored like a 117. <laughs> But it's also the time that has passed, right? When you're 17, 18 years old and you're shoved into this computer lab and said and told to take the ASVAB, you're like, I don't want to be here. I don't care. I'm just going to answer. Some stuff's easy. I got it. Other stuff's like I'm not going to put the mental capacity into it. And what your score is what you get. Now, there are people that go into there and they want to score the best they can, but some people such as myself said, I don't want to commit a crime and go to jail. So all I give a shit is that I score high enough to get in the army where I can just commit a crime and be demoted. Depending on the crime. I mean, it's jail. Yeah. You know, right. You don't want to go to military prison. Yeah. No, I mean like just be up to shenanigans. Cause you know, before I got into the guard, I just hung around people and I did shenanigans like nothing serious, but you know, stupid stuff enough. So you were a hooligan. Yeah. You know, you did, you do stupid stuff. That's just like, ha it's funny. But then the person that, you know, you, you threw a rock at their lawn ornament or something like that, they're pissed off. And you know, that, that cost them at that point in time, $20, which was a lot of money. I will tell you, if you want to throw rocks at houses, take up curling. <laughs> I didn't mm, No. Yeah. It's easy. You know what I think? I mean, curling is like somebody who can't bowl, but somebody who can't play shuffleboard either. Yeah. That's what I see. I think your state has a curling club. Oh, I'm sure. And I will make sure 
the next time I come down there, it's in the wintertime, and I'll see if I can't get us on the ice. And you tell me, after you do it, if it's anything like bowling or shuffleboard. It's more like... Okay. Probably like chess. Yeah. We can try it out. We can... Uh, you come down, we'll try it out, but I think it's shuffleboard and bowling. <sighs> Literally bowling, all you have to do is find a line and throw the ball and it'll break and do the same thing every time as long as you're consistent. Mm. Yeah, 100%. Yes yeah. and no. I bowled. I had a 115 average. I know what I'm talking about. Mm, mine's higher. Uh, 115 average and you're considering yourself a bowler? I bowled. I was a bowler. I was on the league. I was the president of the bowling league. Oh, look at you fucking. Yeah. So put that on your NCOER. Uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> I did actually. <laughs> uh. Is this P? <laughs> Is this P? Let me just say. Uh. I I uh I used to bowl a lot. I think I have like four bowling balls that I would switch between, and I was I was one ball away from my first perfect game ever, and I threw out my arm, and now I have. And even today, I, I text my wife. I'm like, hi, honey. The arthritis is acting up. I can't move my shoulder. That was my retirement plan. Gone. Well, you're going to be like Parker Bone the third, or what? Uh, that was going to be more like Lebowski, but... Pete, uh, what was that guy's name? Pete uh, Pete Webster, I think was the name's guy's name. Oh, I have no idea. Anyway, yeah, those were the two, like, those guys back in the day when bowling was on TV and stuff and it wasn't American cornhole tournaments or whatever. <laughs> well, yeah, bowling used to be on TV. That was the big, that was the big sport at one point in time. Pete Weber. So it was Pete Weber and Parker bone. The third, those two guys, they were so fun to watch bowling. <laughs> and, uh, I just love the name Parker bone. The third, that's a great name. Yeah, that was I got to close my web browser here. Edgar Allan Poe is just staring at me like he wants to fucking kill me. He does. Mm-hmm. Telltale heart. Dude, could you imagine the telltale heart? Like, you you kill somebody because they got a fucking lazy eye, and you bury them under your floorboards, and the guilt, the guilt of doing it makes you turn yourself into the police when they come to ask if you'd seen your neighbor. I mean, there's a lot of things wrong with that. First... You put him underneath your floorboards. He gonna stink. Maybe after a while. So what's funny? <laughs> There's nothing funny about burying people. I don't know, man. Did you have anything else? Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, what no. else you got? I was gonna say something, and then I'm like, mm, nope, not gonna do it. Not gonna do it. Nah. Uh, I have no idea how to end this episode. Um, every once in a while, though, it is nice to just jump on, shoot the shit not really have a point or a direction, just talk. And that's kind of one of the things that I enjoy about getting together every two weeks and doing this. And, you know, uh, if any of the old uh, fellas, the old uh, platoon daddies, you know, uh, uh, Vegas or Donut, if you guys are listening, if you happen to hear this, reach out to us. Uh, let's get you back on. Uh, I'd love to catch up with you guys. And I think this actually might be something that if I remember and we can make it work, I kind of want to talk about in the future is 
those relationships that you build when you move around in the military with individual people and you come and you go and some relationships you're able to maintain some uh, dissipate when you move around and then every once in a while you get to rekindle some of those old relationships that fell off because of that uh, i don't know if you have anything that you're kind of wanting to touch i know that you were we've had a few text conversations about the whole uh repealing the uh the the yeah. quote unquote mandate you know and i'm like yeah. i'm like hey dude uh, i'd love to hear your yeah. side of it but <sighs> i don't it's just irritating they go through and they they basically i was just gonna say the reality of it though is that it is what it is well it's true you're you're a pawn on a very large chessboard unless you so what irritates me with the mandate is they only followed through on one part of it for you to get it. Okay. You have to be vaccinated by this date. Cool. Right. But they didn't follow through with it. That's the other half of this. So the other half of that is if you put in a waiver. Now, granted, you had two waivers that you could do. A request for exemption. Yeah, we, we get that. So you could do a medical or religious waiver, exemption, whatever. Sure. So if you put in for medical, you're pretty much like, thanks for playing. See you later. Um, do not pass go. That depends on two things. One, how proactive was your state? And two, was your request legitimate enough? Because from my foxhole, I feel like I don't think that there was feet dragging. But at the same time, to me, things should have happened much faster than they could have. And some states, I have to imagine, I don't know for sure, speaking out my butt here, but I have to imagine some states are like, you know, there was no real guidance for this. So if we just kind of throw a pile of crap together, submit, it's going to get rejected. And then we have time to resubmit. It's going to get rejected and resubmit and get rejected. And then we'll just kind of play this out and see how it goes. Right. But they did set that all waivers will be approved or denied by said date. Now, I was told I had to have my vaccination by said date, a different said date, or I would be removed from the military. So you threaten my quality of life because I don't comply. Perfect. So you're talking about quality of life. As far as your income. Yeah. If I lose my job. I get that now. When we were texting back and forth, I was like, I didn't get that. I was like, oh, you how is this gotcha. really affecting your quality of life? Okay. Yeah. I understand. That. If I'm not making money. True. Right. Yeah. So they put a date out that all waivers would be approved or denied by this date. And that date has come and gone. And some of those people are still not even flying under the radar. They're standing right there in the front of the line. Uh, they should have an exemption. Yes. Exemption A or exemption B in the works. If if you have zero exemption. In the works, it has not been approved. Okay. You're correct. It has not been approved. Yep. So until they approve or deny it, you're still in a. Which is gone past the date. Now, had I waited and gone past the date, I would have been removed from the military but the military is not being removed. So now I was forced into a situation much like you 
to get a vaccine that I oh really wouldn't have done. Hundred percent. If you asked me, I agree with that. Now they've repealed that, and so they basically they fucking basically said comply or die. Mm. Yeah. You know. Now here we are. We were forced into doing something against our wills. There's a word for that, but I'll let you figure it out. Well, I don't want to get too far into this, and I, I, I agree, and I think this is a great topic and a great subject. I think this is where, like, it, it, let us know if you know us and you listen. Tell us that you want to hear this discussion. If you're a random Joe Schmuckatelli from some other state or 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 major somebody from Missouri, uh, you know, whatever, let us know. Podcast EFM at gmail.com. Let us know. If we get one, just one email or just one person who knows us that says they want to hear us have a discussion about this whole mandate COVID vaccination thing, we'll do it. We'll do it next episode. Fair enough? Okay. All right. Fair enough. <sighs> I know it. Looks like that's another mission completed. A 30-mile check ride in the bag. Hit us up, podcastefm at gmail.com. Or follow Podcast EFM on Instagram. Thank you for listening. Until next time, I'm Sergeant Bacon. And I'm Sergeant Seagar. As always, eyes forward. March. About to hit a button again. Mm. So that's how that goes. I'm going to hit stop and uh, I'm going to go take a whiz. I'll be right back. All right. Stop a Rooney. Powered by caffeine and anger. <laughs>